Today on the Big Boss Book Club, I'm joined by Andres, aka Seba Karaje. We are talking our histories in tabletop gaming, our overzealous love of collecting, and of course, flesh and blood. All that and more this week on the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. You can support the show in multiple ways, and none of which will require you to spend a penny. The best way of doing this is by following us on social media. You can find us at Big Boss Book Club on Instagram and Facebook, or Big Boss 010 on X. You could also leave a review, give a rating, give the show a like, subscribe, follow on your podcast platform of choice. Or maybe, just to make sure, you could do it on all the podcast platforms. (laughs) As of this season, you can now also catch the show on YouTube. On the Big Boss Book Club YouTube channel, we'll be releasing a slightly edited version of the show the day after the audio version goes live. Please go give the channel a subscribe, hit that notification button to make sure you don't miss out. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. If you're on the lookout for a top quality folder to store your valuable trading cards in, or a deck box to store that fancy new deck you've been building, uh, then check out Voltex. Voltex are a UK based gaming accessories company with a great array of folders, deck boxes, and sleeves on sale. I own one of their Just Pink folders and I, I love it. I keep my main flesh and blood collection in there and I'm super confident that they're nice and safe inside. Uh, my UK listeners can now get 10% off their orders on Voltex.com by using the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout. This not only reduces your costs, but directly helps support this show. If you're listening in the USA, you too can also take advantage of this by using Amazon.com and using the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout, again, for 10% off. This show's producer, Jim, recently bought a bucket load of Voltex gear for his Disney Lorcana and made the massive mistake of forgetting to use the code like a madman. Don't make the same mistake and use the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout. That's B-I-G-B-O. Double S VX at checkout to get 10% off your Voltex products. Voltex.com, protect, organize, play. Do you play the flesh and blood trading card game? Are you sick of not pulling those cards that you want from those random boosters you buy from random booster boxes? Well, it's time to buy singles, my friend, and who better to buy them from than fabtcgcards.com. You may have heard my interview with uh, Jim, the owner of fabtcgcards.com. Thanks to his generosity, my listeners can now get a 10% discount on their very first order uh, by using the code BIGBOSSFAB at checkout. That's B-I-G-B-O-S-S-F-A-B at checkout. I can personally vouch for the top-notch service that Jim provides. Um, All the cards are sent well packaged and are tracked to ensure that they safely land in your hands. 
pretty much ships globally. So go now to fabtcgcards.com, enter the code BIGBOSSFAB for 10% off your first order. That's fabtcgcards.com, BIGBOSSFAB at checkout. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the show. I was recently invited to take part in uh, the Great Mail Day series on Go Again Gaming. Uh, if you've not watched it, I would massively recommend going and giving it a watch. It was an absolute blast to record. Um, I'd also recommend subscribing and liking to the, the video to uh, to let us know that you want to see more of me on the channel because um, I'm I'm an absolute unscrupulous shell for my own product. Uh, however, myself and the co-host of the show stoked conversation around uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon that uh, I really wanted to uh, continue in a more dedicated space. So my guest this week is a, a stalwart of the Bravo Bros channel on the Go Again Gaming Discord server and a fellow overzealous collector, uh, Andres, aka Seba Karaji. Uh, welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. How are you doing? Good, sir. Thank you very much for welcoming me. Uh, I'm doing good, fine. So... Yeah. I didn't butcher that then, did I? That's right, isn't it? Seba no, that's right. So, hey, you know, I've been practicing it all day. I'm not even going to lie to you. Every so often, I've just stood, stood there and gone, Seba Karaji. <laughs> just randomly, out of nowhere. Um, your, connection, your connection broke. Oh, uh, I think I think we're still showing. So we'll try and plot through. Um, right. No, it's mostly because it's fine. It's um, at my side. So, so you see the breaking up. Yeah, can. I think the issue I've got is that the missus is on uh, streaming, I think. So my Wi-Fi uh, is being tested severely because we're like, <laughs> essentially, I'll, I'll um, reveal the magic. I'm basically sat in the uh, the dining room. We're in like an old um, council house and these houses are built like bunkers. <laughs> so I'm like easily 15 feet away from, from the router uh, straight line. Um, yeah, so it, it's got to get through a lot of concrete and brick to get to me. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, it, it does result um, in breaks in signal, unfortunately. Um, story of my life. Um, cool. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question. How did you get into tabletop gaming? Uh, how do we start? Well, it, it's started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, so... Uh, a little backstory. I, I'm an immigrant. I came to the Netherlands in 2001. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what? I was nine years old. Where are you from originally? Another very strange story. Uh, I was born in Argentina. I but I grew up in Bolivia. Okay. Uh, and then after some stuff happened, uh, my mother uh, moved us together with my sister here in 2001. Okay. Uh, and around that time, I started going to school. I started getting uh, connecting with uh, children of my age. And uh, so during the time, 2001 until 2006, uh, 2004, Pokemon started going big, mm. at least in the West. Uh, because I remember seeing the very first uh, live broadcast of the first Pokemon episode in uh, 1999. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and, around, and around that time, uh, yeah. 
See, I, I remember that the that, that I think it's even have they put it on Netflix? I think it's even on Netflix, isn't it? The original series of, of Pokemon at the moment. I'm not sure, but if, uh, I think it's uh, oh man, that's a good question. I know they put a new series on uh, on Netflix, the newer series. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I I seem to recall watching like episode one, maybe two of the original series somewhere. Could have been. I feel like it was Netflix. Yeah, probably. <laughs> could, could be um, Yeah. Okay. So so we're, we're looking at Pokemon then. So Pokemon is your in, yeah. is it? Yeah, Pokemon was my in because uh, we. Uh, I remember. I still have those cards. There are. Uh, there were Burger King promo cards. Burger King promo cards. Holy yeah. moly! Uh, and you got those in a big uh, uncut sheet. And really? You, you were supposed. Yeah, they were like. Uh, you know uh, what's the name? Were there, uh, you have the stipped cuts. Mm. So we had yeah, to yeah, rip yeah. them, rip them off the sheet oh. to get oh, them together. Oh no! Jeez. I'd have ended up tearing them all into bits. Yeah. <laughs> so I got some support from my family when I was younger to uh, to break them up together. Oh, nice. Fair play. So, so oh, was, does, so did you? So the boosters and stuff. Did they? I assume that followed. No. Because we were poor. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, what mostly followed was uh, we have a celebration in Netherlands called King's Day. Okay. Uh, in which uh, or it used to be called Queen's Day at the time, but now it's called King's Day. It celebrates the birthday of our monarchy. Okay. So either the uh, at the time it was a queen, and now it's the king uh, William Alexander. Uh, but the whole the whole country becomes a big. Um, it's called a big second-hand market. Okay. Or a yeah. free market. A flea market. Flea market. Flea market. Yeah. Uh, so at the time, people were just buying packs uh, and just selling everything they had because either they were uh, getting too old or their children didn't <laughs> like anymore. So that's when I first started having my first small collection of, uh, I think around it was 100 cards I had at the time. Okay. That's not even that much, is it really? When you think no. about probably what you've got now, <laughs> yeah. Compared to that, the, the the I think the little kid in me still thinks, okay, we got enough, and at the same time, I don't think we have enough, dude. No, that's the problem, isn't it? I yeah. always say that to people, like I'm always like, oh, you know, I've got I've got enough flesh and blood cards, and they're like, well, actually, I could I'd really like to try and play this hero, and I don't have the cards, so maybe yeah. I should. No, no, you're just gonna just gonna stop. Um. Cool. Did, did you play in events? Did you play or was it just more of a collection thing? It was a collection because everybody in my... Well, I, I there was one time I tried to play it at my uh, uh, lower, low school. I don't know what it's called. During my, uh, during when I was 10. Because one of my uh, classmates actually understood the game. Okay. And, and I didn't. <laughs> so I got frustrated because I couldn't understand the game. Um so I just was collecting, and and one of the things I think we also spoke on the podcast during the first time we did it with Ash. Uh, we have a game. We had a game where you you both bet the card you wanted from each other, and okay. you threw and you you grabbed it and you threw it against a wall. And the person whose card landed it the most closer to the wall won the other guy's the other person's card. 
<laughs> and I actually okay. remember doing that with base set holofoil cards. Holy moly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was if like, only you could go back in time now and stop yourself doing that. No, I probably wouldn't stop myself doing that. No. No, no, it was way too much fun. I lost some cards, I won some cards, so... And, oh, man. Yeah. So around the same time, I think 2004, if I remember correctly, 2003, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! started a show airing here in the Netherlands. Mm. And I saw the... Yeah, and I saw the first few episodes, I was hooked. Uh, see that that neatly actually brings me into one of my next questions. So Yu-Gi-Oh, um, which which uh, Yu-Gi-Oh series do you think is the best one, and why is it season two? <laughs> series, to be fair, my favorite series is uh, GX. Oh, really? Yeah, but of the original okay. series, uh, I think it should be the Battle City arc. It's got to be, hasn't it? It's, yeah, it's it seasons be, two yeah. and three, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was having this conversation with someone actually um, uh, a while ago and we were saying about all the different people generally remember Yu-Gi-Oh! the original series for season one where obviously it all starts and then Battle City which is seasons two and three people generally sometimes quite often forget that it actually went on for five seasons (laughs) yeah that's correct (laughs) I think wasn't that the last half of the season five didn't get uh, uh, sent or uh, showed in the West, if I remember correctly? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I think it did. I know the last part of GX didn't get shown in the West. Yeah. Oh man, that that season, like, I remember uh, when I was <laughs> I was I was during my studies. And I, I'm talking about ten years ago, man. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Like I, I watched the whole series of GX in Japanese. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, because we didn't. It it wasn't uh, streamed here or a stream. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> show. The GX wasn't shown in the Netherlands. I think maybe one or two episodes almost got translated and then got dropped immediately. Ah. Uh, because DM was way too popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, the yeah. original series is still. I, th- I still think the best one. I've watched. I've tried to watch other series. Like I've watched GX and I like GX. Um, in fact, GX is. There are parts of GX that I would consider to be some of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh episodes oh, yeah, yeah. in the GX uh, seasons. But the, but yeah, I watched like a couple of episodes of Five Ds, and I was like, "What is this rubbish?" Then <laughs> Sexel, I was like, "What is this crap?" Oh, and yeah. it, I, eventually, I just went, "You know what?" I'm just not going to watch this anymore and I'm just going to ignore it exists. And I'm just going to pretend that after GX, it got stopped being made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of understand what you, what you mean, but at the same time, I, um, there was something because I was at the end of my teenage time, I saw the, what I, I watched the GX. Okay. And GX, really is a, a, a what you call a, a development story because you see you see juice uh, not juice uh judai i forgot his the english name Jay. yeah uh, jaden 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 yeah. i think his, his yeah. japanese name was Jusai. you see him growing up from the ignorant kid that's always want to play a game and you see him grow up yeah. into an adult that wants to enjoy more of the game by another way yeah, I think that's why 
it hooked me, or at least it's still my favorite series. I also watched Five Ds, which I really, really enjoyed. Really, it was, it was stupid, and I liked I liked the dual some motorcycle. That see, that's what put me off the really? the, the dual little motorcycles thing. I was just like, I can I can deal with synchros and 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 them using rubbish monsters to bring out big beefy monsters. I can yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all for that. As soon as I was like. There's there's a like a NASCAR track that only turns one way. It's yep. just left turns, nothing but left turns, and they're on motorcycles dueling. And I was like, come on, come on. This there's got to be a point where you say stop. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I felt I like think that was a good point to do it. It's, it comes back to the the age I watched. I think it was I just ended with um, with GX. And I started watching Five Ds when it was around episode fifty. Okay, oh, so, so that's I, quite far in, isn't it? Yeah. So I started okay. rewatching and actually watched it and following it up and actually catched up with the fifty episodes. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to watch it, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think now I one thing I remember I didn't finish watching the last season if I remember correctly. Not, not, a, not a really big spoiler, but at a certain moment they uh, fight against the uh, Unbound Immortals. Okay. Uh, like a, it's a archetype of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I mm. think I stopped at the time, and that's just before the ending. Okay. Uh, because yeah, I was mm. I was a student, so you lose track, and then you lose interest, and you, you know you know how it works. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I I kind of came out of Yu-Gi-Oh when I was at uni. Um, and then I came back, and that's when GX was in sort of oh, full yeah. force. And my, because I so so basically I went I went to uni and I kind of just completely ditched. Other than WWE ordeal, I pretty much didn't play any other uh, trading card game. Um, and then when I came back to uh, Crew, um, where I'm from, um, I'd go around to see my cousin. My cousin had. had got with his uh, now wife but then partner um she'd got a son he played Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. my cousin rob was who got me into Yu-Gi-Oh. so he was like oh wait i've got this Yu-Gi-Oh stuff we'll play but oh, he nice. was watching gx so he was playing like elemental heroes and all this jazz yeah, yeah. and i i come back with my crappy dark magician deck <laughs> that had no support for dark yep. magician in it at the time and now it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to play this cool time. And he was just like, yeah, E-Heroes, E-Heroes, E-Heroes. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. this oh is... God, the E-Heroes spam at the moment at the time was horrendous. Because <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I ended up. So I was a huge fan of, I mean, still am a huge fan of Zane Truesdale. Because um, he had light machines. So I'm a big machine fan. So in the first season my my favorite character is bandit keith and my my first in my first ever pack i bought of metal raiders yeah first edition european edition um i pulled barrel dragon which was an ultra rare um i still have it it's sleeved and in my machine collection which is because i just kept buying machine cards that I, i thought this is awesome um because we talked about it on the uh, the great uh, the great mail day, yeah. I've got like mechanical chaser and and like the original mechanical yeah, chaser the, and stuff the, like the that. TP1. Yeah, so like they they like 
they, they keep them all together. And even now, I still see some machine monsters that I look at and go, oh, they're cool, or maybe they're part of an archetype that I've already got. I'm not as strict as I used to be. It yeah. used to be every machine monster and every supporting card and every set. And I was like, I've got to stop because <laughs> this game's yeah. going to go on forever and I'm never going to be able to keep up. So now it's just, if I see an archetype or a card for an existing archetype that I already have, I'll pick them up. Um, but yeah, Bandit Keith and Zane Truesdale, them from uh, GX. But then I, I've said this on videos before on podcasts before I always go for the bad guy version of what my friends are playing. And uh, in season two of GX, we got introduced to Destiny Heroes. Yes. And even though they weren't bad guys, they were dark they were warriors. Dark. They yeah. weren't yeah. like elemental. They were dark. And I was like, so now I have my ele- my Destiny Hero collection, which I absolutely love. Um, and it's just, a cra- they're just cracking, cracking. I mean, they're all crap, but, but they're, they're good. Like well, the there, good there are, crap. There are one or two cards that still, uh, like Destiny Hero Malicious, is still a, a meta relevant yes. card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think for what I remember, I actually, I, <laughs> I remember going to we have we have uh, like uh, I don't, in Netherlands we have like community uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. We, we, we call it like a community house. In which uh, people from around the neighborhood uh, go and do uh, do volunteer uh, volunteer work. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and one of the things that that house had the 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 the, the house had uh, was two guys that were a little bit older. They were around twenty-ish. They start their they gave Yu-Gi-Oh lessons. Oh wow. Yeah, at, at their own, because I, I think they were like 20, yeah, around 18, 20-ish. And actually, nice. uh, uh, we had like 8 to 10 kids from my age, around 10 to 14. They really wanted to learn Yu-Gi-Oh! So they actually nice. made that, they, they put up a whiteboard and started uh, explaining like the first thing. Okay, one of the first things you have monsters, effect monsters, <laughs> spell cards. Nice. And then, and then they came by to speed spell. Speed spell one, two, and three. So it's oh, dude, that's amazing to learn. Uh, oh, it was such a good memory because I remember we were doing a tournament, and I built uh, uh, what's it called? I, I called it a little bit of my good stuff. It it, it would be called good stuff around this time. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just write Geki Harpy's Feather Duster. Yeah, I had write Geki. Change of Heart. <laughs> yeah, uh, Royal Decree. I think I also had. Uh, oh God. What was the card deck? Uh, I think I still have them in my collection. Wait, let me grab my bind. I have my binder with me. So He's got the binder. He's the pulling binder. the binder down. Uh, one, of, one of the four binders. One of four binders. Oh, I think I have. I have. I was saying that actually. I have my Destiny Hero collection there in one folder. I have my machine collections in another folder. I have generic collection stuff like playable cards yeah. in one and then i have like piece co- what i call my piece collection so it's like i've got the exodia in there um the god card stuff uh all the starter deck stuff oh. and um my elemental heroes are stuffed in there as well well e here my elemental and evil hero stuff are all stuffed in there as well yeah so i have, still have stuff like this oh nice delinquent duo 
Yeah. People won't it's, see it, but I can see it, and that's what's important. It's a Deliquent Duo first edition. Ah, oh, nice. Also Change your heart there as yeah, well. But magic card. Oh, yes, of course. Because people may not remember, but it wasn't called spell cards, were yeah. they? It was called magic cards. Because they changed the name of a set. It was called Magic Ruler, and it later became Spell Ruler. Spell they changed Ruler, the yeah. name of the set. <laughs> Didn't change the code for it. But they no, changed they the name. Just change the name. Oh, you've got Null and Void. I need one then. <laughs> uh, which one? Null and Void. Top card, middle. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm not sure if you want this one because it's a first edition. Uh, oh, no. It's, I'm, I, I just need one more for my uh, Battle City Battle Box. Oh, I remember the card. I had like things like uh, uh, Burning Kenpachi, the 1800 attack, zero defense monster for four star. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I, I think. Is that a machine? Re- I think it no, might even be a machine. It's Was a it Pyro? Pyro? Yeah, Pyro. Pyro. I had uh, United with stands. Oh, painful choice. Painful choice. Classic card. Also, one of my favorites. Which one's that? After Genocide. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what that does. No, it does nothing. It's it's a very bad card. It's a discard. It can only be activated during main phase one. All monsters on both sides of the field that have been involved in the damage calculation are destroyed during the end step of the turn. It's a bad card. But oh, wow. Okay. Just the name. <laughs> Genocide. Yeah, you wouldn't see that nowadays, would you? <laughs> no. It, this I think it only uh, got this printing during the first edition when it still was a magic card. Hmm. Uh, because this is from Labyrinth of Darkness, and after mm, the okay. unlimited uh, the the card rechange to spell card and the uh, and the unlimited only got after after massacre it has a, it got a complete other name. Uh, yeah, that they did that with quite a few cards where they changed the name from even like the series. Yeah, is that signed? No, no, it's is that... near mint. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I bought a second copy to have the set complete twice. Uh, oh, yeah, because that's all from the same game, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is a world. So I have I, I one of the dumbest thing I ever started was collecting the game promos. So this one, this is like uh, the uh, uh, PCY is the the Yugi the Yugi PC game. Yeah, they, they, they the did Yugi and a Kaiba one, didn't they? The Kaiba one, <laughs> yeah. and the Joey one. Yes, and also the World Championship four uh, set. Yeah, I got that. I don't have the the other two anymore, but I got the, the thingy. Oh, yeah, so, Seiraru, 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 garbage card. Yeah, but it was like really expensive because yeah. it was part of the promo set from. Yeah. Oh, uh, S O S D D. Uh, side damage. Um, I don't remember anymore. I'm not sure. I know Sal. There, the Dyson Exchange. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then you say just Stone Knight's Tale, Dark Magic Knight. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of my favorite stuff I ever collected was this. Oh, the Lost Art promos of Xodia. Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty the, sexy. With the most reward. Yeah. You see, I, I think the Lost... That's something I do like about Yu-Gi-Oh! at the moment. The Lost Art stuff, a lot of it is really good. Is that all Lost Art? It is, yeah. isn't it? 
That's yeah. all. I think I have like two pages of just only lost art. Uh, lost art. I've got a couple of them. I have, I have the machine ones. So I have Barrel Dragon, and I have the XY. Is it XYZ Dragon Cannon or VWXYZ yeah. Dragon Cannon? Yeah. So I have that, and I have the Barrel Dragon because I got them for the machine collection. Oh yeah. Um, but I do, I do, I do think they're really nice artworks. Yeah, I think one of one of my favorites because I. I remember actually having the the Brusina tricks. Yeah, just, it, yeah. It's basically just the added cleavage, isn't it? That's literally all they did. No, actually, also the the uh, tear open suit. Is that? Oh no, she's got a full red suit, hasn't yeah. she? On the normal artwork. Yeah. So something for for the listeners: the the original Elemental Hero Brusina tricks has like a like a very color color open. Uh, cleavage and also a very calm open dress yeah uh so yeah those are some interesting stuff to look at the sensor at the english cards yeah yeah i always post mine because um, there's this is it chocolate magician girls one of them and literally that is just they just added cleavage there's, yeah, there's no there's no actual difference to the artwork i'm pretty certain no i think they also uh they don't like the open belly stuff uh, so were they fully clothed in the yeah. fully covered in the in the normal artwork? Yeah, and the same goes for like the the wind the storming wind cards. Yeah, one of those is like I think they made her skirt longer. Uh, okay. So Yu-Gi-Oh has a Look. very strange, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a relationship history with, of covering up their characters with female cards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, also some Japanese. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, oh, you collect the Japanese stuff as well? Yeah, a little bit. Is it specific things that you collect from Japanese cards? Uh, whenever like a special set comes out that has like cards that I really like, for me is for me like zombies are my a little one of the stuff I collect a lot. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, because it's also. One of the first stuff I got, well, it's not really. Uh, the first two stretch decks that came out were. Of course, yeah, the, the zombie. <laughs> no, the Dragon yeah. SD1, uh, that's this one, the, the Red Eyes uh, uh, structure deck. Yeah, and then and SD2 the Vampire. The is it Vampire Genesis? Vampire Genesis, yes. Yes, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I started with those. I don't know why I stopped playing with dragons because dragons were always overpowered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, we look if at like remember blue like eyes alone, blue eyes or the uh, that dark round dragon uh, happening yes. during the GX meta together with the gladiator beast and everything in the Italy stuff was. Ugh. I hate gladiator beast. I hate him. I hate him with a passion. My cousin, he he has a gladiator beast, and I'm always like, "Oh, this is really annoying me." <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'll just do this thing, then I bounce it, then I bounce this in, and this yep. blows up your card. But then that bounces out, it bounces in another thing, which blows up the other card, yep. and then that goes into your extra deck to form a fusion monster, which blows up the last two cards. Then that bounces out, and that can bring in six monsters and attack you. Like, oh, oh this is this is ridiculous. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but the, that's a funny thing that I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh after I started. Uh... I think it's called middle school 
Okay. Uh, and then at the end of middle school. So what age period is that? Uh, that was around when uh, I think GX just finished airing. So what age age group is that? I think uh, starting from twelve to eighteen or thirteen. Oh, okay. To 18. Thirteen to eighteen. Okay. That was where I, then I remember I stopped playing because I went to uh, oh I went to high school. That's it. High school. Yeah. Sorry, I was around 13 when I came down from middle school or basic school, at least we call it in, in the Netherlands. Mm. And then you go to uh, to the five years of high school you need to do to uh, see if you can go to university. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because over here it's it's 11 to 16 is high school. Yeah. And then you obviously uh, you shipped out to college 16 to 18, and then it's uni. 18 uh, yeah. plus yeah we have uh, okay. we have the high school which starts around uh every, every, everywhere between uh 12 years old until i was 18 when i finished because i got uh <laughs> i uh, got stuck on a grade <laughs> at repeat oh wow okay and then you can go start university depending on your level okay that's different I was fascinated how education systems work in other countries. I find it fascinating. Yeah, it's always funny to hear. Mm. Also, just kick uh, off how we're in uh, uni so long. The different ways because we we have got. <clears throat> Sorry. No, I was just going to say I find it fascinating with, with how, uh, like, even when I was sort of like um, like the American system, for example. Yeah. I find that really fascinating how they seem to have like high school for them is only like, it's like the equivalent of college here. So it's like it's like only like a two-year period yeah, isn't it like so, a two yeah. three-year period um and it's like 16 to 18 or whatever we're over here we're like we've already done high school mate we've we've we're we're out we're gone we're done we finished it yeah one of the coolest things uh, not to 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 drag on this conversation so we could go back uh, mm. we also have like we have levels of okay uh, of uh of studies so we have the it's more divided into what people like. We have like a level in where you are uh, really stimulated to do intellectual stuff. So it's, it's learn one of the, you're obligated to learn Latin at that level. And then a lower level, it's like, okay, you are simulated to, to try to develop yourself in an uh, intellectual way, but also be able to see uh, the practical stuff. Okay. Uh, and we have a little bit of lower level that's mostly focused on people to do to learn more practical stuff. Ah, uh, okay, like something like um, vocational, um, sort of. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Vocational is the right sort of stuff, isn't that's the right term? Yeah, vocational is what I was thinking. Okay, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Ah, oh, it's, oh, yeah. oh, it's fascinating. Find it fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll it jump also, back in. Also, yeah, oh. so it also helps a lot to uh, one of the things how uh, it helped a lot to for people I know uh, to develop yourself because I know a lot of people who are very intelligent but aren't mm. great with doing the the more lectural and uh, you know like studying a yeah. lot of studying and writing. And yeah, reading. I know what you mean. There, there was a guy in um my high school who is 
I mean, he still is, as far as I'm aware, an absolute, like, he's an absolute genius. Like, this, like, we're talking, like, brainchild. Um, and he, so he passed his GCSE maths in, like, year 10. So year 10 and 11 are, like, the last two years of high school. And he passed his GCSE, which is, like, really what you should be passing in year 11, in year 10. So in year 11, he did a GCSE in statistics and he got like A stars, like across the board. But when it came time to doing other things like English and uh, science, he just could not compute. Like, and he just, I remember him getting up and storming out in one of the exams making like a really big hissy fit out of it. And everyone was like, wow, like he just like meltdown. (laughs) But he was an absolute genius, absolute genius. Yeah, but that that happens. And that's Mm. uh, one of the things I'm thankful for I came to the Netherlands. uh, Because I was was one of those lazy students. Uh. I could always learn whatever I wanted, but I never really, something got me until I got into my very last two years of high school and and then I got into engineering okay oh wow yeah so and of course because now so a bit of background you're yeah. you work in essentially um IT basically is the, the simplified yeah no I'm a when, civil when you're not when, you, when you're not when you're not doing um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel and uh, yeah. playing, playing... I'm doing engineering Fortnite. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, no one will know that. That'll be a nice inside joke for us. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep that to ourselves. Um, post it in the comments, people. Post it in the comments. Ask, post ask, ask for the intel. You'll, you'll, uh, yeah. you'll find it. Um, so, so you, back onto Yu-Gi-Oh! Before, yeah. we, before we start thinking... Did you ever play that in any competitive way, or was that was that more of like it's like Pokemon, where you're kind of like, hey, we've got these cards, let's just let's chill out with them? No, I uh, actually went really no, I went as much as my budget allowed into competitive. Okay, uh, it was I think during the high tides of uh, the Blackwing meta. Okay, so, yes, that's not yeah. something I I was out by then. Yeah, I think we still there. Yeah, there was around almost at the end of GX of uh, five Ds. Mm. Uh, I played uh, during a Grand Prix that was organized in the Netherlands against the Dutch champion. I was twenty years, uh, nineteen or twenty years old. I played uh, thrown together uh, structure deck. I had. Yes. Uh, of zombies, of course, and I managed to go one to two. So he won okay. two, two of the matches. I won one. Uh, one of my, and it was funny seeing a thirty-year-old kid with a six-hundred-pound uh, deck oh, playing yeah. against my fifty, uh, forty to fifty-pound deck. Yeah, I, I, oh yeah, we, I. When so I got into when I got after I got into Yu Gi Oh, I ended up working on um, a market store uh, that sold the cards, and 
the guy who ran it started running tournaments and actually got the official prize support. Nice. And I always remember we nicknamed him Carpet Boy. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why. It just sounded funny. Um, and literally, it's like he had access to the strongest card in Yu-Gi-Oh, his, uh, his parents' credit card. That's what he had access to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like, I was there with my bare, bone, bare bones burner deck that, you know, was probably five, six quid in total value of cards in it. And he was, like, dropping, and it was back when, like, Black Luster Soldier and Envoy of the, um, Envoy of the End were yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just after uh, Invasion of Chaos. Yeah, that's and, around 2002? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And he, 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 um, oh, it must have been a bit later than that. Maybe 2004. 2004, 2004 yeah. Yeah, I because 2004. I, I actually had the uh, Emperor Dragon in Point of the End. First yeah. edition, which oh, I lost nice. or got stolen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they're, they're expensive now, then, my man. Uh, well, they're around 100 <laughs> euros. So uh, maybe next year I will just finally break the bank and just say, okay, I'm going to buy one. I just get one. Yeah, yeah. Shove it in the folder. But the, yeah, this lad, Dyke, he did really well. Like, he came to a couple of the big events that we ran. I just didn't name Carpet Boy because he was an absolute, like, you know, you, you just look at someone and know you you're one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, want to say, yeah, I don't yeah. want to swear, but, but, but yeah, one of them. So yeah, he was like that. So we, we nicknamed him Carpet Boy and eventually he, he didn't turn up again. Um, but yeah, just randomly thought about that then when you said about it. Actually, something I will pick up on uh, when you said about the, the guys who came to um, train people, did yeah. that, did that like take off? Like how many, how many people graduated from there? from their training <laughs> yeah, we were around we, we actually had a, the final uh the final lesson was a small tournament with 10 people okay and oh, i came i remember really cool. coming in second which i got nice because i just drew bad hand and my friend just mangled me oh uh, but at the same time it was a lot of fun and i think it helped like People really starting going, but that, that's a that's a problem with, from that time, you know, when you didn't really know where to start playing Yu-Gi-Oh outside of bigger events. Because we actually also yeah. had the Shonen Jump Cups got televised okay. a few times. Nice. And as I also as well as the it's going to sound very strange, the <laughs> that our the, the national uh, airport is called Schiphol or Schiphol and the tournament was held at the airport okay <laughs> so you had the Shonen Jump Cup Schiphol if I remember, remember correctly oh, just <laughs> imagine every so often during the game you hear last call for yeah. flight yeah. number 444 <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Was yeah, I remember that one correctly. It was super fun to see it at the uh, at, at uh, uh, what you call it, at, at being an air out on television. Also, also actually coming out at uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, at an even on the news. Oh, wow, okay, the evening news that there was an event being held out with people playing cards. 
Nice. That's yeah, so awesome, cool. though. Yeah. That's how you know you've made it. When you've made yeah. it on the news. And someone's saying, hey, they're doing this thing there. Um, cool. I I always think about teaching Yu-Gi-Oh! I always get a bit thingy about it, like a bit... Um, I, don't know, I don't really know. Like, I get a bit reluctant because I remember having an experience where... Because they say I worked on this market store and we sold it and we ran tournaments and stuff like that. And then people would like... These parents would come to me and say, hi, would you help my child like build their deck and or i'd have these random kids coming up to me with these huge stacks of cards saying hi could you help me like sort my deck and um i used to love doing it you'll used to helping out it's like hey i'm happy to help because at the end of the day you're you're paying my kfc bill um which was the only outgoings i had at the time and and i was like yeah come on keep 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 it coming um but like I remember once this before a tournament, this lad come up to me with his mom, and this mom was like, "Hi, would you help my son?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, not a problem. Sit down, sit down." We went through his deck, and we built his deck, and 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 I remember uh, playing him. I think it was like round four, and he beat me, oh. and I was like, and I was like, "This doesn't count, by the way, because I built your deck." It's like, I was like, "You didn't beat me. I beat myself." <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> But, oh, the saltiness. Um, I can hear the saltiness. I was just like, I even knew what his deck was because I built it for him. How did yeah. I still lose? But he, he was such a nice lad. And I was just like, do you know what? You know me. Go for it. Love it. Yeah, Love yeah. to see it. Um, so now I'm like, no, I'm not going to teach you because I'm scared you'll beat me. Um, <laughs> that'd be really uh, funny when my shop opens and people come in. Like, can you teach my son? I'll play you. No. no. no <laughs> Sorry. No. Online tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> No, Download I, I Master Duel. Yeah, go, go, no, no, please don't let them play Master Duel. The game is, uh, the game is such a horrible learning experience. Really? Yeah. No. At uh, least if you try to play rank, which I think a lot of people oh, yeah. did this at the when it just came out. Instead of following the stories and the and the tutorial mode, people went into rank and not knowing what they were doing. And because there are decks that combo for five to ten minutes oh yes and oh yes. yeah and if you don't know that that can happen especially if you start playing Yu-Gi-Oh, uh you, you, it gonna it, it's gonna left uh it's gonna leave a bitter aftertaste oh yeah i i actually recorded a video i think i even put it on my in i think i may have put it on my instagram page um this so I went first. Um, I had my trusty Dark Magician deck. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a couple of cards face down and like a monster face up or something like that. I got Dark Magician ready to pounce or whatever. And um, this guy literally just played cards. I think it, I think I sat and I worked it out. It was something to do. Like the video's like five minutes long. <laughs> and I. Yeah. He got to a point, I say he, I don't know if it was a he, obviously it's a nameless, faceless yeah. uh, username. Um, but my opponent got to a certain point and clearly they'd realized they'd messed up somewhere in their, their chain. Yeah. Like they hadn't played a card at the right point or they'd searched for the wrong card or something. Or they missed, and mean... they just gave up. Yeah, yeah, that happens. They just, they just gave up and I was like, <laughs> I've been sat here for, for nearly five minutes watching this person play cards. 
and they've conceded. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'll take the win, I'll take the experience points, but I did not come here to... Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did it again with another guy, but this time I was really thingy. Um, they played a couple of cards, but I'd got um, the cards of... Mag- magician's navigation, magical navigation, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got dark magician in your hand, um, summon him, then summon a level seven or lower dark spellcaster from your deck. So dark magician from hand, dark magician girl from from deck. I flip over. Um, uh, uh, oh, the names again completely evaded me. Um, it's like dark burning blast or something like that. If you control dark oh, magician yeah. and dark magician girl, destroy everything your opponent controls. Yeah, yeah. And, so they, they played like these three, four cards and I just went bugger it, I'm doing it. Brought out Dark Magician, brought out Dark Magician Girl. Oh, Flip, dark Burning it. Magic, that's what it's called. Dark yeah, Burning yeah, Magic. Yeah. And they just blew up the guy's field and he conceded. <laughs> yep. I was just like... That's, yeah, that, that's one of the things I really dislike about Yu-Gi-Oh! is that uh, coming back... And I know it's a best of three. Mm. But coming back when, you are, when, you, when your field either gets decimated uh, or you get stunned. Yeah. Like I did with a lot of pl- uh, professional players because I played a, a zombie stun deck. Eldritch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the comeback is very hard. Yeah. The, you, you either need to top your best card uh, or the combo piece or the removal to either have a chance of coming back, but it's a lot better to either concede yeah uh for that match for that game uh to try to win the match yeah my friend martin says that sometimes in um because he's a big pokemon guy big pokemon uh he's a a self-proclaimed tryhard in um in uh in pokemon he actually got invited to the world championships um uh, a, a while ago a few years back i think there was some reason he couldn't get there. It was the travel. He couldn't get oh, yeah. there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but he always he always says himself, like, if in that round one or even round two, as long as, long as in round two you're not going to lose by, by doing it, if you don't think you can win that game, scoop it. Yeah. Just say, yeah, it's fine. You win. Go on to the next round. And we'll, we'll, we'll play the next. It's best of three. You, if you don't think you're going to pick up the win that game, you might as well go straight to the next game and, and try and try again. Yeah, because especially because it's timed. Yes. So, uh, for people who know, you play three three rounds, best of three, and you need to finish within, was it 45 minutes? It's something like that. Maybe 45, 50 minutes, something around them lines, yeah, I think. Around. Yeah. And unlike, uh, unlike Flesh and Blood, where you have a standard of 50 minutes match and five minutes of preparation, mm. it's you have 45 minutes to play out the three matches, including the sideboarding in between the rounds. Yeah. So if you play, if, if you have like a very a strong uh, stone deck, like Mystic Mind Burn or Mystic Mind, whatever, or you have a zombie lockdown or you have another, most of the time it's easier to concede uh, and yeah. start the next round with your new sideboard as fast as possible so you can control it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that does kind of make sense, actually. Um, I'm not one... F- yeah, I think this because Lokana's the same. Lokana's like three rounds, 50 minutes. So you've got to, you've got to like, 
yeah. work fast. If your deck's like a bit of a slow burn one and you don't think you're gonna win, you need to move on to the next round to try and get the <clears throat> try and get the win back. Um one more thing actually before we, we sort of move on from from Yu-Gi-Oh! and we start looking at flesh and blood. It'll have aged quite quite substantially by the time this episode comes out. But have you seen the um the video from the is it is it YCS? The most with the Exodia player. Oh, just a little bit. I saw just that he won and I heard the crowd cheer because I'm still in uh, a chat group with people I used to play Yuya with, which is still most of the guys I know are very good players. Some of the top, top of the world players. Yeah. And man, the whole chat was going, dude, have you seen this? Have you seen this? I was like, oh. Oh my god, a guy mangled the other guy with an Exodia combo. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, like two two straight games as well, yeah. I think it was. like, And uh, I, I saw the, the just the, it was only the last two bits that I saw, and saw him on X. Um, it was like the first time he wins, people are like, oh, cool, the guy's running Exodia. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. cool, yeah. Second time, the crowd is like there, and everyone just loses their mind. And I was like, yeah. It's like uh, even I'm watching it go, and the guy's not even like the guy playing isn't a young guy, like he's probably older than like me. It's yeah. like, like that's cool. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Because... Like he's turned up with an old school type of win. I, yeah. I believe it's quite a new, up to date deck, but he's got Exodia in it. I mean, come on, like yeah, you know, it's amazing. I think though at the same time, the, um, I heard that the guy also plays a lot with his son during uh Yu-Gi-Oh locals and his son nice. is actually also a very good Yu-Gi-Oh player so he probably just makes a fun deck and tries to keep a little bit up with the competitive stuff and that makes somebody if you're skilled enough you know how to handle the meta mm. it can make for such amazing stuff like we have seen just recently with his wins yeah, I thought to myself, you know what? It'll have aged quite substantially by the time this episode comes out. But I thought I thought it needs to mention it. Yeah, <laughs> Need to no, mention it somewhere. It, it's amazing. Um, so we'll jump in. So, how did you get into Flesh and Blood then? Uh, I think it was just uh, twenty twenty. The whole pandemic stuff happened, hmm. and uh, I. Was oh I have been uh, I've been watching like Alpha Investment for years, okay. these videos. Okay. Uh, at a certain moment, I was starting like, okay, this looks like a cool game. And I asked a friend of mine who is uh, who has his own uh, small shop. Well, he goes, he does a lot of conventions, comic cons, and different stuff like that. Okay. He sells cool. mostly uh, model kits, like the Gundam model kits. Oh. Yeah. That's definitely and, different. Yeah, I'm also a very big fan. <laughs> nice. Uh, and a few year and and a, f- a few years ago, I remember he, he was selling Pokemon stuff. Uh, and, and just before everything exploded, I was asking him, "Hey, man, I have some extra money left. I've just recently quit my job, or was recently uh, my contract didn't get extended. I got uh, re- a small relief bonus. Do you still have your Pokemon stuff for sale?" Uh, yeah, yeah, so I bought like, and he told me, yeah, yeah, I still have some stuff, uh, this is my price, I told him, yeah, that's fine, I'll take uh, three boxes of this, three boxes of that, uh, and also, have you heard, can you order Flesh and Blood? 
because of the time uh, when before the pandemic, uh, flesh and blood used to be uh, sold by Blackfire in Europe. Okay. And Blackfire and, and LSS didn't have the policy that you needed to brick a mortar store to buy, order flesh and blood. Uh, okay. So, because we were both new into the, uh, the, the game, he ordered uh, one case. I got one half. He got the other half of Welcome to Raid. I told him, can you order me, like, I don't know, the most recent set, uh, which was Arcane Rising Unlimited. He ordered a case for okay. me. Uh, this is this is not the same time. It's in a couple of months, so it's not like I had unlimited money. Ah, okay. So in like a I was starting more... to think how big yeah, was yeah. this? Uh, how big was this relief bonus? How big no, was no, this no. money? <laughs> no, so in like I think in a span of between uh, half a year, I got a, uh, few, okay. boxes, a few boxes of work on trade, a case of arcane, and two boxes of Crucible of War first edition. Oh, nice. Okay. And a display box of of the uh, Welcome to Raid decks. Ah, nice. Which I still have sealed in my closet. Oh, really? Okay. I couldn't. Brick of the eight decks. Uh, You see, I couldn't. uh, I bought. So, when Flesh and Blood. I first saw that Flesh and Blood was being released in the UK, I bought three. I bought. Bravo, Dorinthia, and Reinar. Oh. And I actually only bought I actually only bought Bravo to make up postage. So I could get oh. free postage. Um and I was actually only buying Dorinthia and Reiner. <clears throat> um and these three decks were sat sealed in my drawer for ages because everyone's locked down, couldn't couldn't get together with anybody yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. So they were sat in there forever and a day sealed, and eventually I cracked I caved to pressure and I cracked them all so I could it and look at them so yeah and then a few months later um magic madhouse in the uk for some reason got in the, the decks like yeah. this this was when they were starting to shift in price like you're talking yeah, 40 yeah, 50 yeah. each magic madhouse had them for 9.99 so i i bought katsu and then of course there was no point in keeping it sealed yeah. the others weren't sealed so i cracked him as well <laughs> yeah I was, I was at the moment. I was like, "Oh man, I should really open," mm-hmm. but I was like, "No, you know what? I still have my uh, like a whole stack of Yu-Gi-Oh structure decks sealed." Nice, yeah, it's, of course. I collect yeah. structure decks, and uh, you know, I want to keep the seal. I really like the art on it, and it looks just very, uh, it looks very clean. So we just prop it into a paper, a paper bag, so it keeps safe, and just drop it into a closet. Mm, the same nice. thing I did for my Care Rising case, which I opened a few months later. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm no good at I'm no good at keeping things sealed. I'm I'm very much uh, <clears throat> I have a loads of sealed stuff like Dead CCG stuff that I have sealed. Um, but if I'm playing the game, I can't keep anything sealed. <laughs> can't yeah. keep anything yeah, I sealed. Can, I can imagine. <laughs> I remember with a bonus I got from. Um, Back when my bonuses were paid quarterly and not monthly, um, I remember getting my bonus and buying a box of every set of Flesh and Blood. So I got like a box of Wraith, box of Arcane Rising, box yeah. of Crucible, and Monarch. I think Tales of Aria may have been out as well at the time. I think it was like five boxes that I ended up buying. And 
and I was like, I'm going to keep on. Well, I said, I'm going to open the Crucible of War box. Yeah. And that's how I, I got my Art Knight Shard, which I'm very, very happy with. Nice. Like, th- fourth pack in. So oh. Might as well just dump the rest of the box. You know, I've yeah. got the card I'm getting. Um, <clears throat> but the others, I was like, I'm going to keep them. And then at some point, I can break them out, maybe do like a sealed or a draft or something yeah. like that. would be really cool. No. Less than two weeks later, every single one of those boxes was open. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just open this one. Yeah, no, opened off. Oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah, no, I, I, I kept my Arcane Rising case sealed for like five months. Oh, man, the willpower. Yeah, no, it wasn't willpower. It was like, I don't need anything until, like, because I started playing Ira in Blitz. Okay. And then, and then I started wanting to try to play, uh, and when I started playing Bravo. Uh, when the game was at the Monarch first edition, okay, no, but Tales first edition was when I actually really started to play. Oh, all right. Uh, was, yeah. What what was what was it about Bravo then? How did that? Sort because of I, what, which... <laughs> it was the uh, somebody somebody said on it it was the easiest hero to learn. Hmm. And at the same time, it's one of the most challenging heroes to learn how to pitch deck at the end game. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then I got baited into playing Kano. Oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And Get I was like, mm. <laughs> I'll play Wizard. So I need Wizard cards, so I will <laughs> open my case of Arcane Rising. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a friend of mine was uh, playing Lexi when she wasn't overpowered. So during the Tales First Edition, and he wanted all the arrows. Uh, okay. So it was, yeah, yeah sure. come by. Of course, so in Arcane Rising, because that's where Azalea comes from. Oh, second best yeah, ranger. Yeah, and it was, okay, uh, help <laughs> me unbox everything with, and... We check. We're gonna check on the prices, and uh, at the time that you want, uh, we'll. Uh, you could just have those. Oh. See, Arcane Rising. Arcane Rising was such a good set. Like I must have bought because that's where I. So I came in when Welcome to Wraith was released, yeah. but I didn't really start buying it until Arcane Rising, and then uh, I bought. I must have easily bought a case worth of Arcane Rising. But it's first unlimited. I think it was pretty much all unlimited by the time, because we had a massive delay getting it in the UK. Yeah, the same thing. So we didn't, we weren't getting it in fresh, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, So, so I, I, without being able to go back in time and look, I'm going to say unlimited to be safe. There could have been maybe some first edition packs in there because I bought loose packs. I bought maybe two, three boxes, and then I bought a load of random packs every so often. So the packs may have been first edition at some point, but I'll I'll probably play it safe to say unlimited. But I went hell for leather unlimited because I wanted Dash. (laughs) Somehow ended up walking out with more Viscerai. Oh, then I did dash because yeah, yeah. that's where my love of viscerai comes from. Because mm-hmm. actually, I, I wanted to sort of buy the packs to get the dash cards because I thought, oh, steampunk, she's got a gun, and all these other idiots have got hammers and swords. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a gun. 
she's got a gun, you know, yeah. you're gonna Indiana Jones it, the guy with the swords, and he just goes, um, and I was like, that's that's awesome. She got the cool steampunk look. I really like that. She seems very aggressive and pretty, not brainless, but like she seems easier to play from a, a mechanics perspective. So I was like, that's got to be the one for me. So by Arcane Rising, by Arcane Rising, every pack just seemed to be yeah. more and more Runeblade stuff. Um, so I was like, oh, what's Runeblade? Oh, yeah, that's actually um, my love-hate relationship starts with Viserai. Um, so, so bravo then. So uh, do you do you play any of the heroes? Did, did, did the Kano thing ever really take off? I don't feel like it did. Uh, yeah, well, I actually played for a half for like four months. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, and I actually started to learn how to do it. But at the same time, a lot of players got very salty near when I was playing him. Yeah, I I I actually matched. I think I won one armory with him, one blitz armory. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, blitz armory. Yeah. That don't count. Not and with Kano. I, and I maybe won a a armory. I'm not really sure, but uh, a lot of people were playing warrior and mm. a ninja and, and and other stuff. And so it, so that really really didn't like that. I was like, okay, you know what? You got me to one life. You're on. Uh, you're on twenty five. Your attack, do you have any cards in hand left? No. Okay, so uh, you know what? I'm going to combo. Play. <laughs> Draw two cards. Play. Pitch, pitch, pitch. I was busy for five minutes. And everybody over there was an ex-Yu-Gi-Oh player. So they should have the patience to let me combo off for a few minutes <laughs> and see if I could kill them. No. No, they didn't want. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, but... Then I started playing. For now, I only the, the only I play four heroes. Uh, okay, least... I didn't know that. I only really know you for Bravo. Yeah, so I played Bravo in CC, and Katsu. I recently started learning. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, and in Blitz, I played. Oh wait, I played five. Played, played, uh, five heroes. So I, in Blitz, I play Ira and Bravo. And I used to okay. play Benji. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 I again, I kind of have a love hate relationship with Benji as well. Not, not from like a play perspective. I've never played Benji, but like, um, I like the idea that you can just keep going. Ee, 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 yeah, and your opponent good. can't really do anything. Yeah, and then you can hit the spring tidings, just Draw completely parts. redraw yeah. and keep going. Um. But on the flip side of that, I don't like it when it's being done to me. <laughs> yeah, I managed to OTK one person in turn mm. one. So they had the first turn, mm. then I had my turn. It was like, okay, I'm going to focus it that. Attack, 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 attack. Masculine mm. mental triggers, go again. Da, 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 da. I don't know how I did it, but it was fun. Oh, gosh. I, yeah. Benji always feels like they didn't. It's like every time they release something for Ninja that's two damage or less, yeah. they are just stockpiling ben <laughs> Benji. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, he because he needs a specific kind of equipment, so 
you cannot run tunic with him you cannot no. run the skeptic uh, what's it called the the, the the ninja battle worn block for one uh, uh gloves you cannot run the uh, the combo ninja one battle worn uh, uh legs it said on hit uh, all your cards with combo gain go again yeah. So he has, he has around three, three armor, mm. or three armor. It starts off on seven, seventeen. Seventeen, yes. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of heroes now have armor, and yeah. So he, he I understand, but at the same time, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who are the other heroes you played? Uh, that's that's, that's uh, Bravo Ira. Three. Bravo Ira. Did you, did you do any commoner? No, I, I, we we wanted to do commoner uh, at the uh, LGS I was playing, but uh, the, uh, when we were planning everything, the owner decided to stop. Oh, stop no, the game stop, completely stop with the with the with his uh, physical shop. Oh yeah, that's oh. That yeah, I, I do understand. He was paying around two k, uh, two thousand euros a month in, for his rent and the store rent. Oof. So yeah, it, wow. it's very expensive. Okay, uh, uh, but he he got an offer uh, from uh, somebody he knew to uh, have an, uh, a, a store and business, uh, store and house at the same time. And he his rent got cut in half, so he paid oh, nine hundred okay. euros a month to have a, a location where he could store all his stuff in a location which he could live. Lost you there for a second. Uh, I think so he, he his rent got cut in half, and he 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 just paid nine hundred euros to have a location where he could store his whole store his whole backstock and uh, mm. and uh, to be able to live in the same place. Okay. So yeah, the choice get easy when you pay your your so like your living standards get a lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm hoping that um, once I'm able to open up that I can run at least a monthly fab event. Um, I'm pretty damn upset if uh, I can't even manage a monthly one. Um, so video games, where do video games come in? Cause obviously yeah. when we did the great mail day, yeah, you had a lot of video game stuff is, is obviously we've got Pokemon. What, what other, is there something before yeah, the Pokemon games? Or, very, or, uh, yeah, to be very honest, Pokemon games actually just came during the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Before that, oh, wow, okay. It was like I said, I grew up, like, when we came to the Netherlands, uh, we were very poor. So, uh, hmm. in a very toxic way, I never asked my mother for stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, oh, so in a very you. toxic way, I never asked my mother for stuff. 
which is like if you if oh, okay. you have children and you see it's just a warning for everybody who's listening if you have children and they do that kind of behavior go talk to them because it can very much hurt hurt them in the future uh so i didn't ask her for stuff like games until like i was 14 years and i managed her i managed okay. to help her and my first console was a gamecube Oh, I did nice. have okay. a Nintendo 64 when I was living in Bolivia, but my very first console in Europe was a GameCube. Uh, you see, the 64 for me is a classic. I actually never got a GameCube. Closest I've ever had to a GameCube is yeah. playing some GameCube oh. games on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, it's a great console. I still have mine over here, like above like my desk. Uh, together... Uh, I always just I always felt like really jealous about the GameCube because it had the remake of Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah. I always felt really bad, like, oh I really want the GameCube. But I could never when that came out, I was so young and I'd only just kind of got a PlayStation. No, so there's no. no chance that my parents were gonna also get me a GameCube. Yeah, and so I started like a little bit collecting GameCube and uh very very little. Like I said, we were we didn't have a lot of money, so I got like a new game when it was in sale, I just asked him, "Hey, this game is now ten euros, twenty euros. Can I get one?" So yeah, just wait, give me a few, give me, a, give me a week or two, and then we'll get some money together. And then I had a small library, I think ten yes. games. And when I was okay. going to a friend's house, I actually put them all in, uh, put like five games in an, in a case, and I lost the case. Yeah. Uh, so when I, so going a little bit further, oh, no. when I was 18, uh, I was getting a little bit of money and I got a PlayStation 3 as a present. Yeah. Nice. Fair play. Oh, it was, it was PlayStation such a fun console. And with that console, I really started to play like Call of Duty a little bit, a li- very little bit competitive and a lot of uh, Guitar okay. Hero. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do the guitar heroes. I did the oh, um, no, sing I really stars. Wanted to do karaoke, so. Oh no, it was awful. It was. I was awful, but I. I could. I could just pitch uh, my voice to match. Still. It didn't sound very good. But but I could hit the <laughs> nice. at least hit the notes. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, at the moment, so uh, things kept rolling. I just started playing like Street Fighter a little bit, and then keep keep going a little bit. Oh, then nice. okay. at a certain moment, when I was studying, I didn't have any time left. So it was in my uh, last few years of my study, and I completely stopped playing uh, on the console. I did get. A laptop for for the engineering uh, to get to to do my engineering work for my studies, and then I started playing a little bit of okay. uh, mo- mostly older games, like uh, yeah, like oh, okay. uh, some Yu-Gi-Oh simulators. Nice. Uh, uh, what's the other game? Uh, Neverwinter, <laughs> of course, of course, the MMO version. Uh, it's, it's based on uh, on Dungeons and Dragons, and it's it's played oh, okay, in the, cool. That's the right, Realms uh, part of the the Neverwinter lore, the D and D lore. 
Yeah, it was okay. cool because That's I really like the mechanic and I always like to play the more tankier uh, uh, build. So it was a Guardian, of course. And of course. Well, my favorite mechanic was that I could actually hold down, I needed to hold down a button to actually block physical, to block damage. But I also needed to be in the correct direction okay. to block the optimal amount of damage. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and that was yeah, one that of the, the things that, that really yeah. triggered me to play uh, a lot of the game. And yeah, that developed oh, nice. into like uh, just when I started working and finishing my school, I got a little bit into the, uh, I got very hard into the PSP. Yeah, yeah, good. I've I've got the PSP, but I've got very yeah, I little think for I have it. Around, if I count correct, I think I have like fifty games for the PSP. Oh wow, yeah, damn sight more than what I've got. I've, I think I've got, I think I've got like two Yu-Gi-Oh tag oh, forces. Are and those are pretty rare, also. Um, th- yeah, they are. They are good games. Um, the versus system oh, uh, card game um, game is it's like it's it's called the Marvel trading card game, but actually it was just versus system. Yeah. In fact, it is versus system. Um, and that's that's quite fun, um, and I think I may still have portable oh, ops. Yeah. I have all, I have portable all ops, three of the games. I think. Um, oh, like so, like uh, um, portable ops, pe- ports, portable ops, uh, portable ops, Peace plus. Walker, portable ops plus. Oh, well, okay. Um, I, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think I have a few. Yeah, yeah, what are they called UMDs? Yeah. The videos. I have a few of them, oh, or like cool. wrestling ones. They're all wrestling ones. But like, yeah, I was like, why am I watching these on a PSP? Well, <laughs> it's cool that I have them, but yeah, why am I watching them on a the PSP? Funny thing is I came into the PSP after it was dead. And I also really, like, very slowly started collecting for the PS Vita. Okay, I yeah, never got I, that. I, it to came be. out during a time I, uh, I didn't have any money, and just when it was dying because of Sony's decision, uh, I, I was slowly getting one, and then I think actually just like four years ago, I actually got one, and very hard to start collecting. Okay. I think I have now a total of 30 games, including 10 sealed. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Sealed games. Yeah. Sealed yeah. games. The PS Vita. Those are. One of my funniest things. I bought a, a Muramasa, which is a side-scrolling game, which just looks very artsy and very nice. I bought an Asian English version for okay. ten dollars. Sealed. Nice. And if you look at oh, the nice. price of the thing now, it's around one hundred dollars. Oof, nah, get out that yeah, just keep it in the DVD rack I have. Oh, nice. Because obviously, I, I, when you're thinking um, on the Great Mail Day, you, you seem like you've got quite a lot of um, games. Do you... Oh, it's probably going to be a weird question. Wh- which game is your, your game? Oh which God. is your go-to? Is there is there one? 
or is there like one a console? Is is the no, no, Sorry, I feel like no, I have no, put you on the spot. Now, like, like, <laughs> I have my favorite console, well, uh, at least my recent most favorite console, has to be either my 3DS. And the mm. only two games I've actually been playing recently were the 3DS, uh, the, sorry, the um, Pokemon Diamond on the DS. Okay, because that's cool. I really want to finish the game nice. so I can go into to into uh, black and white, and then into X and Y, and then into Sun and Moon. So I, re I very slowly want to start playing uh, the DS. Okay. And the other game, the other console I've been playing is my Game Boy, and I've been playing Pokemon uh, Ruby. Oh, okay. Game which console. which Game Boy you got? I, I got any the other Game Boys, like the Game originals. Boys, uh, big Brick. I have a nice. modified Game Boy Color Me. with a backlit screen. I have nice. uh, 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 the original Game Boy Advance, you know, the 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 the, the, the purple. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost looks like a bit like the PSP, doesn't it? I got the one modified mm. with a backlit screen. I actually have a completing okay. box Japanese version. Because I found one for fifteen oh, wow, quid nice. in Japan, in box, it's just missing oh, the wow. battery uh, uh, back, the battery cover. I have uh, Game Boy Advance SP Tribal uh, Silver, and I actually have oh, a nice, Gundam okay. exclusive version, which is very nice, and it's red with the logo of one of the bad guys on it. Yeah, nice. I. I... <sighs> Man, it's like I, I was sort of almost like, "Ooh, handhelds! Mm, I love those." I, I just give me everything I can find for cheap. Yeah, I've got the Game Boy, yeah. the original, the brick. I have the Game Boy Pocket, the oh, transparent yeah. one, so you can see all the insides of it. The normal Game Boy Color, yeah. just box standard purple <laughs> Game Boy Color. Um, I haven't got the Advance, oh. but I have got the Advance SP. Yeah. It's just the blue one. So no, I think no, it's maybe no, like the, this one of the so standard everything ones. Everything that's I think. not silver is a little bit rarer. Okay, right. yeah. So I've got the blue one. So I've got a, a rarer one of them then. Um, none of them are in box or, or anything like that. They're all literally stuffed in a my oh. Game Boy bag. Like, I don't know if you remember them, yeah. but they, they were official, like proper bags and they had the sleeves for the games there was like a zip yeah, folder yeah, yeah. for all the books there's like Everywhere, velcro yeah, straps yeah. for the for the consoles yeah it's just, it, i've still got it now i still buy games every now and then if i see if i see them games that i like the look of them are a bargain i bought um i don't know if you'll know it it's a mega it, well i suppose it was released at the same time but i knew it from being on the mega drive um jungle strike oh, no. Jungle Strike. So the Strike series are phenomenal. There's Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, Nuclear Strike, um, oh. Urban Strike, Soviet Strike. Maybe, maybe, maybe more. But but the first three were um, Desert, Jungle, and yeah, Urban. Yeah. Jungle Strike was like one of my favorite games on the Mega Drive. I still have it, and it's <laughs> along with my Mega Drive. Um, and it's. It, absolutely fantastic uh, game, so much fun, and I saw it for three pound. No case, no cover, no box, just three pound, just for the the um, 
the, yeah. the game itself. And I was like, sure. I'm having so that off. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and it's it's in with the, the rest of the collection. It's just absolutely oh. uh, fantastic. So yeah, if I see things like that, I go, ooh, yeah. I like that. I, uh, I'm I'm generally happy to pick no, I can imagine. I have like the, I also have like I have multiple PS Vitas. I have multiple PSPs because okay. at the moment when I bought them, <laughs> nobody wanted them. So I uh, I got I got like a very I got the first version of the PS Vita. I got the original black, which was a gift from my girlfriend. And I also have okay, the, cool. the uh, like it's a cobalt blue version, which was uh, Japanese and American exclusive. And for the PSP, nice. I okay. have the PSP one thousand. It's the OG fat PSP. The PSP slim and uh, slim and light, which is the okay. PSP three thousand version, which was the uh, the last uh, optimis- optimization version. And, I, and of that version, I also have like a cobalt blue version I found for 10 euros here nearby. Wow. Uh, it was, it, it was, yes, it's, 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 it was a, uh, a local advertisement. It was uh, a lady was like, hey, I want to sell this thing. Or she was just selling this thing. I, I offered her 10 euros. He said, sure, if you can pick them up today, it's yours. Because I've been getting a lot of messages of people all over the country. Which are which are asking to keep it for a day or two. I it was during the height of uh, Corona, okay. and I told her, "Yeah, sure, I, I will pick it up now. I have ten euros. Uh, I can come by in ten minutes, depending on where you are." She said, "Sure." And I went. I got four games, which not any rare games, a few, one or two fun games, and uh, blue PSP. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, for ten euros, that is. In that is like criminally in, insane. Yeah. Wow, I you'd be you'd be yeah. insane to yeah. not do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but so she, said, she, like, here you go. And, and she be, told, she told me, yeah, too. I got like twenty messages of people from like other side of the country who were asking if she could ship it, and she didn't want to because you know, it's, yeah, it you, you, to ship you don't really want to mess around with shipping, mm. and that's. And that's when you get no. locally, you get the best deals. No. Uh, well, my, insane, the, the most insane thing Jesus. I've ever gotten through, fa- through Facebook Marketplace was five uh, GameCube games. And it started from the cheapest. It was Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, what was it? Uh, okay. F-Zero GX. Zelda Wind Waker. Okay. And okay. another uh, another random game which I don't remember. And the most expensive was Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Ooh. You want to guess how much? Nice. Uh it's gonna be some like five euros or something insane. Yeah. Oh fifty, okay. Okay, I was a bit wrong, but it's fine. Yeah, Twin Snakes alone would be would be worth a bit. I had, um, I didn't have Twin Snakes because I never had the GameCube, but I had um, Metal Gear Solid 2 yeah, for Substance, and then I had Metal Gear Solid 3 Substance. And I 
I traded them in to game like an absolute simpleton. Like looking looking back now, I wish I could go if I could go back in time and do anything, it'd be yeah, stop myself yeah. from <laughs> trading them into game. I don't even think I got much for them. I think I maybe only got like fifteen quid. Yeah, but that's one of the things that you do when you're when you're younger, you don't have yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. That was it. Poor student, desperate to get that to that midnight yeah. opening of Resident Evil Five. Yeah, but I can t- I can tell you that I, <laughs> I my I sold my first Pokemon collection when I was fourteen. When I was fourteen. Oh, okay. I sold it for thirty-five euros. Yikes! And it didn't have a lot of stuff, but I do regret selling it because the child in me really still like, oh man, you really were stupid selling those cards. Mm. I think the most expensive card yeah. was like the blessed. I had the still. It, 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 there were my cards. Oh yeah, I I've I never had. In fact, actually, I still have it somewhere. I have um, oh, Venusaur yes. for the first set somewhere, pottering around. All my original yeah. foil Pokemon cards are in one sleeve together. <laughs> Oh, I've got like a. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a Mewtwo oh, in there. I think there's there's Machamp in there. Um, uh, Venusaur, maybe a couple of others. I, can't, I couldn't tell you without having to find the folder and uh, the the pack. And but yeah, they're all in the same sleeve. Yeah, yeah. This big chunky sleeve that's just got all these oh. Pokemon cards shoved into it. Yeah. So I I imagine they're worth nothing because the the Benton. Well, it, if there Christ are first edition, there will always but... be worth something. But mm. even then, they're worth they're worth more for you look. than to anybody else. Yeah, that's it. I mean, for me, like I've got the um, the cel- some yeah. of the celebrations ones. I've got the Blastoise from Celebrations. Um, I got something else from Celebrations as well, but I can't can't think of what it is for the life of me. Um, I do like yeah. picking up like little bits like that. I think they're they're cool. Um but yeah, I traded in substance and substance. I felt like a buffoon. Because now I'm like looking back going, oh no. Like I should 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 have kept them. But yeah. Yeah. Story of my life. So now I'm a bit more thingy about games. Like if there's something I like. Yeah, but that, that's the it. thing I, I'm I'm doing right now because I uh, also started going to I mean, I, I have a very, I still have like a suitcase full of games that I want to sell. Uh, so okay. I'm actually going to <laughs> conventions, play. like comic cons, smaller uh, cons, to sell everything I have double or, or I re- really don't want. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it costs cool. like uh, two hundred to three hundred euros to get a table at the at the events, but I can get around double back. So in the end, I, I a get rid of my stuff and b uh, I also get connections with people who are searching for specific for special stuff because from time to time we do uh, a friend of mine collects a lot of Japanese exclusive stuff like plushes from the Pokemon Center. Okay. Uh, and I get in contact with people who are searching for special stuff because uh, the 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 sixteen or eighteen plus game I show the fighting game I showed. During the great uh, mailbag, yeah. Oh yes. Uh, 
that one is a Japanese exclusive. Uh, and I managed to get one yeah. from other games, from other people I talked to. You know, oh, I saw you, uh, you were selling this game that was only in Japan. Uh, do you do import? And I say yes, from time to time with people, and we share the shipping costs, and we do everything together. So, oh, great. Then I will keep in contact. And I'm also, if I was, uh, do you also buy games in? So, yeah, from, depends. I'm not a big player into the buy and selling stuff. It's just stuff I have from my, no. from the years of just going into random sales and buying stuff that I want to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff you've accrued. Yeah. Get rid of some of the old, to get, yeah. rid, to get in some new stuff. What, what was, what was that game? It's Blade something Arceus, isn't it? That game. It was Blade yeah. Arceus. That's the one. Yeah. The, the very clean. Yeah. Uh, softcore. Um, <laughs> my friend Stu would love that. My friend Stu's like, he's, he's, um, he loves like his uh, anime stuff. And anytime you, yeah. you're speaking to him and he, he brings up something anime, it's always like, oh, uh, yeah. Off yeah, the hinges. yeah. And you're like, it's just, it's just this crazy ass storyline and it's always just full of um un unrealistic yeah, women <laughs> with, with this, and you're like he, he bought he buys like the statues and stuff as well um and i remember him showing me one of the statues yeah. we went to liverpool uh well i went to play in a flesh and blood event but he just came for the for the wonder and he potted off and i remember him coming back and being like, I bought this and show this. Statue. I was like, what the yeah. hell is that? And it's like, it's this, it's this statue, and it's from this anime that I like, and it's 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 cool. And I was like, mate, it's a it's a half naked woman That's on a something, on a, yeah, on a flying a horse or something. Yeah, so I it's know. It's, really it's something that it's one of the things that put me off a little bit recently of uh, anime stuff because uh, my girlfriend is also a big anime fan, and at a certain moment. Uh, okay. It's called you call it in the Japanese it's called ecchi, so it's the bill the 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 borderline softcore stuff. Uh, she got okay. really put really put off uh, by the because it was a certain moment that came a lot of new anime just were putting a lot of softcore random stuff, but also with characters that look very young. Yeah. Yeah, so she got very put yeah. off, and she told me about it, and uh, we, we had some talks about it, and that also really uh, ticked something in me that was like, okay, yeah, you're right. It's it's way, way too much. Uh, and it yeah. used to be the guy that watched all the animes in er- that came out at the, se- at the season. And now it's like, yeah. So if the first anime has stuff like really puts me up, I don't watch it anymore. No, I get that. Yeah, because sometimes it's a bit too. There's there's using it in a way that it fits, and then there's throwing it in for yeah for just the, the sakes of having it, and that I think that was something like so into a different context. It's kind of how like Game of Thrones season one was. There was just a lot of like nudity and stuff and you like you could have gotten away with yeah. not doing that and nothing would have been impacted where later seasons mm. they dialed back on it and it was when you saw nudity 
yeah. it kind of meant something. Like it was, it was, it was, it was kind of. You could say actually, it probably could have been done without it, but it being there doesn't yeah, yeah. completely blow the plot up. Where season sort of one, and maybe even to a degree season two, there was a lot of it just on screen, and you're yeah. like, why is this happening? Um, and I'm not prude by any means, but uh, even I'm sometimes like a bit. Yeah, that, on, that, and that's, yeah that's, that's why, you know what, the, the, the only thing I, I uh, the only reason I bought that game was because I knew I had the regular version, which I bought uh, years ago. I was like, oh, cool, I want to have the collector's edition. But when I got it and I opened it, it was like, yeah. you know what, I actually don't really want to have this kind of stuff in my house. Because the only, no. <laughs> I have two statues, which I can say I own. And one is from like yeah. uh, one in uh, one in six scale of uh, Ryu from Street Fighter. Because, yeah, he's my favorite, oh, nice. my favorite That's cool. in the whole Street Fighter franchise. And the other one is Batgirl, nice. uh, which was uh, drawn and designed by Adam Hughes, which is one of my favorite artists. He has a little bit more of a... Uh, okay. Uh, so his proportions are correct, but he has a little bit more of, of a very uh, pretty... Uh, what do you call it? He gives, uh, he gives his uh, female characters like a nice shape. But nothing is blown over. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... It's not, not the anime um, style. Um, yeah. In yeah. your face? Or and, and because yeah. he's one of my no, favorite characters, uh, sorry, uh, comic book artists, it was the only one of the statues I ever found of, of that line mm. of the DC... I think it's one of the DC design series. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know what? Okay. It's not super expensive. It's one of my favorite artists. I will buy it just to have it. And yeah, and nice. I don't have it displayed like because I don't have the space for it, but just it's still in a box, which is a very, I think it's a 20 year old box now. Uh, and I was, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's only, only female. I don't really like the, to have like a big statues. Uh, I would like to have like a one in fourth scale of Batman and Superman, you know, from the sideshow collector statues. Oh yeah. And maybe one for Wonder Woman, depending on who who the artist and sculptor are. But that's the most mm. I'm willing to have, like for a statue. I do have friends. I have like, uh, I think the guy has like fifty anime statues, all like the twenty to thirty centimeter uh, wow. centimeter uh, size statues. And I'm like, dude, Damn. there is some stuff. That's very, very, very borderline. <laughs> and he said, yeah, but I do I do really like the character. <laughs> I was like, man, I know, I can understand, but it's still, it's, the character is like 50 years, 15 yeah. to 12 years old. And, and, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a borderline yeah. problem with the anime community. Well, I don't know if community, with the anime enjoyers. And mm. yeah, it has become more mainstream, and a lot of people forgot that some stuff you need to keep for yourself. I don't mind you yeah. having that kind of stuff, but it's it, it gives a, it leaves a bitter aftertaste in my mouth. Yeah, it's, it's fine if you want to do that. That's cool, but yeah, don't don't necessarily yeah. you don't want to sit here in your living room yeah, that's, that's looking correct. at it, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, 
So we'll uh, we'll slide simply back yeah. into slide flesh seamlessly back into uh, <laughs> flesh and blood. Um, do you ever see yourself moving away from from Bravo as like a, uh, a hero? Obviously, with the exception yeah, yeah. of him being living legend. Uh, probably, no, I'm not. Uh, if Bravo ever living uh, becomes LL, I will probably not quit the game uh, because I also like Katsu a lot. The idea of mm. uh, having those heroes from level to raid. Uh, I think if I ever change to another hero, I will probably play, play Kano. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. I know. I know. Just, but yeah, but that was one of the few characters that will be like, you know what? I have all the guardian stuff. There aren't any fun guardians to play. That means I will probably not play any Guardians until the, le- the next time. I will go to something the complete opposite way. But at the same time, all the skills I've mm. learned from Bravo, like the pitch stacking, the correct way of putting cards at the bottom of the deck, also helps a lot with... Well, at least it should help to be able to transition somewhat to Kano. Yeah, or Kano. Yeah, because I... I, I've only I've got very very limited experience against Kano, um, in well in personal games anyway. Not on Talishar a little bit more, but um, I played the. I can never remember if it was a battle hardened or calling, whatever it was yeah. in Leeds at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I played that and I was playing as Briar Royal Briar, and it was my last round before I dropped, it was round five and I was up against Kano and I sat down with this guy and I was like, Oh, nice, easy win for you, mate. Cause oh, I was on AB yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, unfortunately for him, uh, he did not see what he needed to see. Cause I was like, I went nimbleism, um, into, uh, coax. No. Um, oh Christ! Swamp yeah, Bloomdale. Yeah. It it was it, yeah. it was literally what I had in my hand. I was like, uh, I was like, coming out for six damage. He had, I think, three life. I was like, yeah. if this hits you dead, basically, is you need. So if you're gonna Kano, you you need to Kano me now. And I was like, I have one card in hand, which was a blue pitch. I was like, I can block three damage off. Yeah. Of a total in over three cards, if you can do thirty, yeah, arcane, you've beat yeah. me. And he 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 went okay. I'm gonna have to do it. Unfortunately, his hand uh, all runs. Yeah, but that's 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 a thing uh, because we have a very good uh, Kano player at, at uh, one of the armories I play now, mm. and he tells me like there are cards mm. even when you're low on life that you just need to block with. Yeah, if yeah. if if like you said, you have uh, one blue card in hand, uh, you play the Nimbleism and the Swarming Gloomwell. That means you have six damage, uh, plus two from the Rosetta Stone, and the Arcane. So in total, you're coming with ten damage. Mm. Then, if you calculate it simply, that means you can block out six with your hand. Uh, use the uh, mm. use one of the cards to either pitch for a cane barrier or just block with the two and keep the one red in hand going to either two or one. 
So you still have the choice of not to go up and just see what your next next hand is. If it's all blues, you're all good. Yeah, he he probably should have really. I think in his brain he was kind of like, I need to do something because I'm I'm not gonna get anywhere like this. And the guy on the table next to us, they'd finished their game and they both kind of were sat staring over our game. And they were like, oh, Kano's going off. And I was like, mate, if you can do yeah, like 30 damage, you've, yeah. you've won. Because I can only block three. And I've got 26 health. Yeah. So you need, you need plus one. And um, he was like, I can do, I think it was some silly amount, like 13. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, you ain't going to beat me with 13, mate. I'm not even, yeah. even going to block 13. <laughs> just going just gonna to leave it. Um, and he's yeah, like, so- yeah, you win. <laughs> It was, I was like, AB1, oh, Briar, beat yeah, Kato. <laughs> just yeah. sheer we violence. Also, we also like one of the local players, the same guy who I'm actually really, because he wants to play against me, I say, okay, let's go. Because I also want to practice against Kano as a Bravo player. Because our game go lo- yeah. our games go long. Because uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a Bravo versus Kano match could be like him using around uh, 30 cards to just block out damage. I keep 30 cards in his mm. deck for pitch stacking. And that's what, what he did. Yeah. I was actually on 43 life. And he was at 1. And he went off. And I told him, because we were both sitting down. We we both we, 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 we went, okay. <laughs> he told me, okay, I'm going to go off. And I'll try to combo. I said, fine, do your thing. I have one card in hand left, one card in arsenal, and two floating. So just do your thing. I will wait. I will think with you because we were playing an armory. I was like, okay, that, 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 that. Okay, we will both calculate. I told them, hold up a minute. If you do this and this and this, okay, this is exactly 43 damage. And I said, okay, I can block. <laughs> And I could, and I pitched my blue ha- my blue card uh, to uh, prevent. At the end total, it was forty three. It was like okay. Oh wow! I play Sigil Solace. <laughs> go to uh... go to forty six. Ah fuck! I'm dead. <laughs> he was dead. He died. But and, I, yeah. and then we went back because I also like to learn from Kano because it's it's the guy is a mad genius guy. And we were playing like, okay, this and this. Yeah. But wait, if you have just done, uh, instead of going for both of the lessons and lavas, including the the uh, Eater Wildfire, you should have done the, uh, what's your, Eater Flare, that gives a plus one to the next time you do arcane damage. So it comes in for, for think, uh, four, so. plus lessons and lava, plus that one, plus Eater Wildfire. So a total would have been, 72 instead of the 46. Oof. Yeah. And that, that's... Blue yeah. Back. And, that, that, and that's... And, and we both calculated <laughs> and, and we were looking at this. Okay, this and this and this and this and this and that stuff. Okay, so you still have like one, two cards and, and actually it, we, we, it was fun to have a very conversation to a very great good Kano player because he actually from the start of the game he was pitch stacking his cards 
So when he used the, all the, the rest of the flutter to block out the 40 something, the 30 something damage, so he could go to one and start throwing the combos, his deck yeah. was like this thin. And it oh, was Jesus. perfectly stacked. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing oh, game. Wow. Yeah. You see, I on I've played a lot of against Kano on um Talishar when I was testing um Bravo yeah. in Blitz. Because obviously where we met at the Birmingham call-in, originally I wasn't going to play the call-in, I was going to play yeah, yeah. the Battle Harden the next day, which was Blitz, and I was going to run Bravo. But then obviously I won the uh, the package, so I entered the call-in instead. Um, but I, when I was playtesting uh, Blitz, I, I could not get a win over Kano to save my life. Um, I think it was something ridiculous, some ridiculous number of losses. Um, and then all I did was... I just upped yeah. it to Arcane Barrier 4 and pretty much just stopped playing the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to Arcane Barrier 4 everything. And then at some point, you're going to be really low on cards. I'm still going to have a lot of cards. And I'm going to keep Arcane Barrier in. And then I'm going to keep hitting you yeah. with Titan's Fist if I can. Like if I've got two oh, cards in hand, I'll hit you with yeah, Titan's yeah, Fist. Yeah. If I've got one card, I'll, I'll hold it. Um and uh and as you said as soon as you see it i'll just put this sigil of solace in my uh, arsenal and i will leave it there for the remainder of the game (laughs) until it will impact you the most (laughs) um and you've now got to try and find your three extra damage (laughs) so yeah so um yeah like once I made those changes and I went to AB4 and um, I started doing like Andrew Donnelly from, from the um, Gogan Gaming Discord he um, his life gain sort of strategy was very influential he's like oh you should try this and I was like yeah yeah. your sauce in Arsenal just just keep AB in and Real eventually Kano just, yeah. just dies to his own yeah eventually even when he's comboing eventually just runs out and you've still got most of your cards if not all you know if not all of them because you haven't actually been playing anything yeah you haven't been playing to survive yeah pitching for arcane barrier yeah it's uh, you can throw a few cards if you get the chance like early game like big beefy yeah. moves spinal crush that type of stuff but it, generally you are going to try and keep yeah, keep hold of your cards to to stop him doing stuff but yeah it's really fun um but yeah, I love Bravo. Uh, cool. Um, do you have any goals for Flesh and Blood moving forward? Is there anything you're like, yeah, this is something uh, I like want to do? One of my bigger goals of what I actually managed to achieve this year, I managed to top eight an RTM, a Road to Nationals. Uh, nice. The second goal I had was to come into the money for the Nationals. But I didn't. So okay. uh, I was like uh. one win short. To get into the top 20 to get $200, oh. but it's fine, it's fine. I accept oh. the loss because I actually got a draw against a Dromai because I didn't play fast enough. And the other guy was oh, it's a very no. good Dromai player, but he was also very playing too meticulously. Because I just needed one uh. more turn 
to pop one of his dragons and then uh, dominate the uh, crippling crush. It's always crippling crush. Yeah. It's always the dominating uh, crippling crush. So yeah, it's for my next goal is uh, my goal for now at the at Barcelona for now is to uh, try to get in the to day two for the calling or in the top sixty four for the uh, LL Battle Harden. Oh, yeah. oh, you you gonna uh, dare I ask? It's gonna, it's gonna be no, it's gonna be start of show, yes. isn't it? Stop. Start the show. Start because the show. because I finally have everything called foil for him. I got the boots, uh, rampart, the, the I... stalagmite. I got the four, uh, the three, uh, the three double element cards, the winter's whale, the crown of seeds, except the tunic because I can't afford a cold for tunic. But I do uh... have everything for him, uh, pimped. Ah, oh, you see, I. Okay, I'll ask you then because we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll wrap up shortly. But I want to ask I'll ask the question: Do you, me and my friend Mike, we were having this this conversation. We were like, we honestly don't think he's going to be that good in the Living Legend format because you you have an open format yeah. where there's no card bans, and you have yes. five with Stubby Hammers, who is unbelievably aggressive and is not going to give a damn about. Stavo's sit no. and Stavo doesn't like to block. So the last thing he he wants is a fire that's dealing a 10, 12 <laughs> chain combat combat chain. Um you've also gonna have um Prism yeah. who's now gonna see a resurgence and now has newer cards to add to her, her arsenal thanks to Dust Alone. Star of the show's not really seen any actual support aside from Starstruck. How do you think the Living Legend format will shape? Somebody who isn't super competitive, I think even with a new support for Chain in Dust Till Dawn, even with a new support for Prism in Dust Till Dawn, or the Unlimited Attack Phi, or the the OTK Phi, let's say for now, uh, Hmm. he... I just need one good hand, even if I have to sacrifice all my uh, art equipment to block. Just having mm. a, a Starstruck dominated. Because you know what it means, right? If 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 Fi doesn't use stubby hammers, if if I if Fi uses stubby hammers, he won't be using the Suko. That means two extra yeah, block yeah. is gone. He will probably use the Mask of Momentum or the Mask of Pulse and Links. Uh, probably the yeah. Mask of Pulse and Links together with the Furnace mm-hmm. and the Snapdragon Scalers and the Stubby Hammer as a main. Yeah, because yeah. if he hits, he gets to go get another attack, so which is that, right, rather yeah, than the, draw, the random draw. He probably won't play any D-Reacts except for maybe Reinforce the Army of Reinforce the Line. So, yes, yes, yeah. So he's going to become defense. a glass cannon, like like he used to be. So if mm. I if I either get uh, turn zero or turn three, a dominated crippling crusher starstruck through him. He's pretty much just stuck mm. with his hand. Yeah, 
I suppose you've got um, Awakening yeah, will be unbanned as well. Uh, so it? either so Awakening even... or Hypothermia will mess with him. Yeah. And... Yeah, because you yeah. don't want to get too far ahead because Awakening yeah, will then so... just basically yeah. mean my next attack. It's going to be, be a, free, uh, a free Starstruck, a free Crippling Crush, a free Spinal Crush, or even a free Polarize to kill him. And don't forget also yeah. Winter's Whale. And stalagmite. Yes. Yes, they are yeah. back in play. So it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's way. probably going to be still going to be a casino for both. So even if Starwall mm. will be eating crayons, uh, uh, <laughs> Phi will probably need to have uh, right. either one blue and three zero costs go again. To be able to uh, actually push a lot of damage through. Yeah, because then he can use, he obviously use the sword and that's if he's even he will using use the sword. I suppose he will be using the sword chain link for the cadaches. Yeah, for the chains. So I still see it probably going to be a high roll, just... uh, uh, like a like, like the rounds will probably go on for like ten minutes at max. Uh, if yeah. you are unlucky, you will play against <laughs> old him with everything on band, which will probably go on to like the forty, like the fifty-five minutes rounds. Oh God, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, old him's back, and then he again, he's in the same boat. He also yeah. now has access to awakening, and he doesn't, no. he doesn't have any band cards. He's just showing. Skeletal as well, yeah, and that one probably back. will be a very, uh, very interesting. And not, I'm not going to say very hard, but it's probably going to be a very interesting match. Because at the same time, Starwall can just play uh, Starstruck, and he won't be able to attack. Mm. Except if he pulls, if he has like a, a, the, yeah. a, a, the the nine cost uh, nine attack. Ninth blade of yeah. Ninth blade of the blood that, oath. That card he will be able to play because yeah. he just needs to block for four, so the on hit becomes to nine. That means he uh, four uh, goes to twelve. He blocks for yeah. He blocks for for four, so the on hit is only for eight and high, for nine or higher. He can play, so he can just play that one with fifteen uh, rune blade or rune chance. So it, I think yeah. it's going to be a very high met uh, event. Yeah, a lot of people sitting figuring out. Um, yeah, priority play lines and, and... <laughs> because I've been also been listening oh, to Alex yeah. uh, oh, from uh, what was his channel called again? Journey with Alex, the the German guy who uh, does a lot of uh, interviews with uh, Flesh and Blood players around Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was mean. doing an uh, interview with an old El, uh, Bravo player. He, and the, Bra the Starville player was explaining, okay, so these are a few of the guidelines you're going to have. These are a few of the decks you're going to uh, encounter. But one thing I really... Looking, um, um, uh, let's say I'm looking, uh, I'm not looking forward to play is Drone Reiner. <laughs> uh, because I yeah. think that deck is going to be Cause... even more fatiguey than Ultim. I don't know why, but 
having the option of running a full rainbow set of the drones of brutality in your deck and they actually fit into your gameplay style mm. even if there are two blocks it will mess with a lot yeah of yeah because it's whenever the... so essentially you would have like nine cards in your deck yeah. that are constantly going to cycle regardless of, yeah. of what you're doing with them whether you're discarding them for your own effects or whether you're um yeah using to block they're just going to go straight back under the deck which is scary in itself riptide's the same riptide i think is is um yeah riptide can probably use some also yeah yeah pro probably riptide or maybe even yeah. uh drone katsu was also for a short time was a thing fatigue katsu yeah if oh, from really? what i remember from a few players who had been playing since alpha uh either uh, fatigue katsu used to be a thing Huh. Yeah, I know turtle yeah. katsu. I suppose that's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same thing. Just yeah, flick flax and combo. You can stuff. block with uh, either one or two of the drones, play, uh, reinforce the line, and block for eight. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. And then that car goes if, back if on the bottom and you're, you're living the dream, aren't you? Oof. Yeah. Oh, oh man, it's good. I'm I'm actually quite interested to see what the um, LL format will, will bring <laughs> up. Actually, I have a feeling that I'm, the prison I'm probably will intrigued. be the winner, but mm. yeah, it, it, it'd be so funny if it ends up like yeah. Starvo just doesn't Topic. see yeah. like the light of day. That would be really funny because um, I've seen a few people who are like. Oh, I've dusted off the cards. I'm going to build Star of the Show, and that's going to be my LL deck. And I'm just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on him doing all that well because a lot of cards have come out since he's been gone. Dromai wasn't around yeah. when Star of the Show was was in thing. Fi wasn't. You've got the new heroes from um, Dust Till Dawn, yeah. like Vincent and the new Prism. There's, there's a, they've got the, all the new mechanologists. Got a lot of stuff. Yeah, got a lot of competition I'm, I'm now. Forward, <laughs> see. I think he probably will be the first or second most used deck, together with Chain and Phi and Prism. And then we will see a lot of uh, mm. strange builds from people who are just want to mess with people. Like, like I say, there will probably be somebody with yeah. a drone fatigue deck. And it's not going to be an all deck. <laughs> no, no. I think Holding feels like um, if you're going to play as Holding, you might as well just play a star of the show, aren't you? Because he gets access it's to lightning. Yeah, a little bit more. But at this, at this, at yeah. the same time, yeah, Holding also so has access back to hypothermia and other cards. Mm. So. If he can play it early enough, he can play Hypothermia, mess with Star of the Show, or even mess with uh, Prism. Because all her attacks can mm. go again. Yeah. So it only leaves the Aura build. Yeah. She's still... But she's still... Disgusting. God. Yeah. I'm still having nightmares. Yeah. I did, I did a... <laughs> I I did um it was only on one title show game I did Iris Dromai and that was 
That was terrifying. Like, he, even I was like, yeah. that felt horrible to play. Like, it won, and it won yeah, no. pretty reasonably. I was like, yeah, that felt horrible. We actually have uh, one of the... <laughs> somebody who actually think I, he made into the top 30 of the net, of the Dutch uh, the Dutch Nationals was a guy playing Iris Dromai. And Oof. you know what the funny, funny thing was? I actually nice. know how to play against Iris Dromai because I played it, like, 20 times on Talishar against so i know how to prepare <laughs> i knew how to kind of kind of beat it of how to play it uh and it was funny that the, one of the guys i know he didn't know how to play with it he was playing the 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 turtle briar and he actually oh okay yeah and he yeah lost. the fatigue briar oh hmm. fatigue briar I, I I've always wanted to try that, but by the time I got around to even looking at it, yeah, well, also she was banned. That, that, uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, like we have a very high competitive uh, uh, scene uh, in one of the armories I play it. And those guys were saying the only reason why she's playable okay. now is because all all of them is LL. Yeah. Because he can optimize yeah. the damage uh, prevention, and she <laughs> kind of can optimize the damage prevention. Yeah, I'm. I didn't ever really get to to try it, which was a shame, really, because I would have liked to have. So the only version of Briar I've ever actually run yeah. is the Royal Briar. It's the only oh, version I've ever much managed to run. I did build a fatigue list I saw online, but I never got a chance to play it before she hit LL. So I was, as soon as I saw, like, she said LL, I was like, I'm never going to get to play this deck, <laughs> so I'm just going to take it apart, put it straight back in the folder, because yep. I'm never going to get to play it. So what's the point? I just, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited by it, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what will come from it, actually. Put, that'll probably be the I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to play it, and so, I will hope I can get some practice in between. But I'm still building my cosplay. Would need to be done in twenty days, so it's going to be a horrible, horrible time for me. Coming weeks. Uh, uh it, what are you going as? Yeah, old him. And, oh, and wow. I hope, dude. By God, I hope I still have some little bit of time left uh, to uh, revamp my Star Wars jacket I took with me to Lille. And play the whole Sunday with the jacket on, mm. and just like <laughs> casino the whole yeah. time, like yeah, yeah, just play it, and then just have to have be dressed as it. That would be super awesome. That hopefully will they'll. I assume they'll be streaming I think, the other. I, I hope so because I would assume. I mean, the, the calling, and of course, worlds will probably get priority, but. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I hope they have a multiple streams, like one for the calling, one for the world, yeah. and one for the battle harden. Yeah. yeah, interesting to see what they'll do there. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much, dude, for coming on. Um, I do really appreciate it. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. Yes, we will sir. get you back on, and we'll uh, we'll dive into more. Um, but before we get out of here, I will open the floor to any socials you want to plug um, before uh, we get out yeah, of here. My socials are uh, Seba Koraye on 
uh, X slash Twitter, uh, also on Instagram. Uh, I've also have my very uh, empty YouTube channel Seba uh, Collects, <laughs> uh, which you can see I pulled yeah. a very nice uh, majestic foil card from Arcade Rising. So go watch it. Yeah, so yeah I have, I have hours of film stock. Play. I still need to pull. I have like uh, I actually bought an Amazon uh, return box from Welcome to Raid. And it had a very oh, okay. nasty surprise in it, so I that video I still need to put onto my onto my channel. See, you gotta, you gotta, gotta yeah. get it out there. You gotta put it out, like some of the rubbish yeah. I put out. You just gotta get it out. You gotta do it. You gotta get it, get it uploaded, man. People see it. <laughs> Thank you so much though, for coming out, dude. People listening, you can catch us on Instagram at Big Boss Book Club, X Big Boss Zero One Zero Facebook big boss book club you can also listen to the show now on youtube so please go subscribe to the big boss book club youtube channel if you do subscribe you will receive exclusive content delivered through your window in a brick form wrapped in pornography so people won't know the disgusting stuff you're actually listening to um <laughs> thank you so much to andres for coming on uh, i'm big boss we are out peace